Welcome to Building Your T-Shirt Empire. Powered by ShirtAgency.com. Get ready to take a trip inside the apparel industry for the best tips, tricks, and interviews. And now, here's your host, Cole Lundstrom. Hello and welcome to Building Your T-Shirt Empire. So this week we are going to have another live class session. Um, this one goes into advanced artwork output. So you're going to be going through the steps it takes to separate either a CMYK four-color process print or a simulated process print um, up to six colors. We're going to go over AccuRip, Separation Studio, and also how to output from Adobe Illustrator. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, we do not have a video portion for this episode, but we do have live classes that you're welcome to come take. The next one is December 6th and 7th. Thanks so much. Bye. So four color process is white garments only. The ink is translucent and no, you cannot put it on a white base, even though that always seems like a good idea. Um, it doesn't work when you put it on ink. It only is going to work when you put it on white fabric. Um, you can put CMYK ink on like a poly blend. If you have a white poly blend, it'll be fine. But it really is just white garments or maybe like a very light ash. And even if you put it on a, like a light gray, you're going to see the speckle of the gray show through. So any color you put it on will be tinted if you try to be artistic with it. So I'm just going to go ahead and tighten up my artboard from my stock 13 by 19 film. This will just allow me to have reg marks that are nice and tight instead of uh, making them myself. There we go. Okay, so when you're using AccuRip, uh, CMYK is extremely easy to learn. If you aren't using AccuRip, then you're going to need to probably go on like YouTube. And what you're going to be doing is you're going to be printing each channel one by one. So you'll go into a, a program, most likely Photoshop. You'll open one channel, just the cyan channel. You'll then convert that to halftones, and then you'll output it. There's a lot of instructions to doing it the old way, so I'll let you have fun with Google. And I'm going to show you the AccuRip way, and you'll at least get the concept. Also, like I said before, there are people who sell um, artwork and they sell films. So if you like very rarely have hard art, go ahead and let someone else make your films for you and don't invest in the software until you're doing it weekly or you know two or three times a week it's going to be a lot cheaper to just pay a guy 15 bucks so right now we've got our kitty and i'm going to go to the separations preview separations preview has its own little icon sometimes people are in a different workspace so if you don't see the icon in your window you'll see separations preview and you can turn it on and off. So separation preview. And you can see when you do the preview that you can turn off each color. So here's your print with no black. Here's your print with no yellow. Here's your print when it's only cyan. And the computer is going to be doing the thinking for you. It's going to separate your artwork. If you happen to be in a color space that isn't CMYK, you're most likely in RGB. If but this... That's okay, you have to... No. Well, the computer is going to do the halftoning, so we're not going to actually have to halftone anything. If this were an RGB file, 
then you can click the object, go edit colors, and you can just convert to CMYK. And you're good to go. So if somebody gives you like a flat JPEG that's RGB, it's no big deal to convert to CMYK. You will see a slight difference in the color changes. Um, so sometimes you go into Photoshop and you make up for that. CMYK has a habit of dulling things compared to what you see on your screen with RGB, which normally seems to be the optimum screen uh, method. Also, customers forget that they're looking at a backlit screen. So the brightness that they're seeing on their screen is not what they're going to see on their shirt. So you need to either adjust for that or warn them that uh, their art isn't nearly as amazing as their Mac Pro makes it look. Does anyone have any questions about the basics of this so far? You've got your four colors making the illusion. They're all translucent inks, and it's going to create dots that are spit sitting on top of each other. So we're going to go File, Print, and then if you have the AccuRip installed, you're just going to choose that as your print driver, add your marks and bleed so that you can register this perfectly. And then here in Output, you can affect your printer resolution. So it should all automatically be sitting in separations mode. Sometimes, depending on how you played with your printer setup, you could accidentally be in composite mode and you can see that the colors are now turned off. So now it's just going to print it like a photo. Um, composite mode is how you would print out of your inkjet printer like normal. So make sure that you're in separations mode so that it turns everything to black. Then right here in printer resolution, Adobe Illustrator has two presets, which is 60 and 53. But if you have a, a limited burning situation, you can go into AccuRip itself and adjust this. So here's AccuRip. This is all it is, is this little control center. Once you set it up, you really don't need to do anything but just have AccuRip on. But in AccuRip, you go File, Setup, and then where it says, how would you like this screened? You can set your settings here. And these settings will override Adobe's settings. So if you know that you're having a really hard time with tiny dots, go ahead and give yourself a big dot, like a 35 or even a 30 LPI. You'll have a bigger dot, it'll be more forgiving, and you'll have an easier time if your equipment isn't as nice. This is the main accurate portal. And if I were to press print, it would create each film the same way this one came out with the tiny little halftones. So if you guys want to look at kind of a basic film output, it's creating little dots that seem kind of nonsensical, but it's because they're going to combine using CMYK. Before we get into the stuff for the colored garments, what questions do you have on the CMYK? Does everyone understand this? What? CMYK, so this is another one where you want to do it manually and automate it? No, you can totally do this on a manual. You need at least a four color. I mean, you're gonna do a, when we do printing later today, you guys are printing a four color manually. So it's very possible. It'll take you longer in setup, but once you're clicked in and registered, there's no reason this is harder than anything else. And the nice thing about this ink is it's so thin, like you don't fight it, you just kind of glide it. You're not, it's not like the sticky white. Yes, you're going to want to go yellow, no, you're going to go uh, yellow, magenta, cyan, and then black, 
it's because the buildup on your screen will start tinting whatever it'll start mixing in so like if you put yellow in a random spot in your print order you'll end up with green so you want to do yellow first and then magenta and then the cyan is darker than the magenta so it just kind of that's your print order also if you have too messy of a screen give yourself a wipe down if you notice that you have a lot of buildup because your image will start looking more muddy and you want it to look as sharp as possible. So one more time, yellow, magenta. The print order is going to be yellow, magenta, cyan, black. And K means black. I don't remember why, but there's a reason. Well, cyan's a real color, but the K is confusing. Maybe they just didn't like CMYB. Any more questions about just these white shirts? Yeah? Yep, it'll automatically spit out these colors as black films. Um, and like I said, if you want to do it the old-fashioned way, there's YouTube tutorials, and you'll most likely do it out of Photoshop, because Photoshop has more settings than an Illustrator does. And you'll be taking every single channel, turning off the other ones, and then making your own halftones for every color. And you need to look up the rotation of the little dots even. It gets a little more complicated if you don't let the software do it. You have to be more careful. As long as you have marks and bleed turned on, then it says page information. And page information is the color, the color name. So you'll know what it is. Okay. So now we're going to pretend we have a black shirt. And I'm going to open some art that you're going to actually run later today. So this is Separation Studio. It's a whole new piece of software. Once again, no reason to buy it if you're doing this randomly. If you're doing it every week, it's a really great piece of software, and it's actually pretty simple to use, probably simpler than like Photoshop. What it's going to do is it's going to take, you're going to select your ground color. So I said that it's black, but just for fun, I'll change it to orange. And now you can see that it's trying to make colors. Switch it back to black because we're going to do a black shirt anyway. And I want to open the original art so you can see how it's getting kind of dumbed down. That is the original art. If we jump back and forth, you can see that we've already lost a pretty noticeable amount of saturation. Also, you have the added problem of probably having a six color press or less. Um, for this demo, we got this down to a six color, but you can see that the software gave us one, two, three, four. What is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, it's a nine color at the moment. So not only does it already look worse, but you have to dumb it down to six. So that's the fun thing about getting customer expectations in line and also knowing kind of by eye little ways to manipulate the art. So I'm going to start working on this. The first thing I would say is totally pointless in this art. Does anyone know which color looks pointless? Like why even burn it? We don't, we have a black shirt. So there's, there's actually no black in it already because I put the t-shirt colors black. You can see that this blue 
That's the blue film. Yeah. There is stuff here. Like, if I max it out like crazy, there's stuff there. But who cares? So let's delete it. So you can go to your film positive, right-click a color that you know you don't need, press delete. Now I'm going to check if turquoise is as important. And when I turn it on and off with this checkbox, looks like turquoise is another kind of stupid, pointless color. Um, what you can do, though, because you can kind of trick out the turquoise with like yellows and greens, so you don't have to delete it. Instead, we're going to merge turquoise. I, the computer decides how to try to fake it. So I'm going to merge turquoise and delete it. So now our art actually looks really similar to how we started. And we're down to seven colors. So the next thing we need to do is figure out how we can get rid of one more color when everything seems kind of important. Um, it looks like green is pretty prevalent in the suit, so I'm going to leave green alone. And the gray has a lot of information, but I have a black shirt and I have white ink, so little dots will kind of make it look like gray. So what I'm going to do is go to my channels and I'm going to merge my gray. So now it's trying to use the white on the black shirt to fake gray instead of us doing it properly with a gray screen. Now we're down to a six color, but it still does not look like that. We've got some serious saturation problems and it just looks dull and flat. We're going to go into individual colors and we're going to adjust them. Now there's a few things you can do to adjust them. One, you can change the press position. So if I make this last, we can see a difference. You see how it slightly got darker? That's just press position. That's just not allowing any dots to sit on top of it. But normally you want a white as your last color. So I'm going to undo that and keep my white top. So I have to figure out another way to make my purple look nicer. So instead, I'm going to just adjust the saturation levels. So instead of having my purple look like this, with kind of light, half-tony purples, I'm going to go in and raise the saturation levels, giving me bigger, heavier dots. So I can go too far and ruin it, or you can start playing with it. So I'm going to turn my positive on so I can see everything. And I'm going to just adjust my saturation levels so that I feel like I'm getting somewhere closer to that popping color that I'm seeing in Illustrator. So it's, it's going to go pretty high. Let's see. Pretty, pretty heavy saturation. Yep. <clears throat> we'll grab the gold. That looks kind of way too dull compared to this. Get that gold. See how quickly you can like ruin the art when you start doing that stuff? All right, so gold and yellow. That looks about right. 
And I'm going to add to my red. Kind of mix it in without going too far. And a lot of times going back and forth is the only way you're really going to see a difference. You could also split screen it or if you have dual monitors, whatever. All right, so there's that. And then I just want to show you what the top white looks like when it's missing. So if we were to do this whole thing with no top white because we think it's stupid to have two screens, this is what happens if you just have white underneath. All your highlights just fall apart. So it's very common in most art for you to want a top white. You can kind of force it. Like, let's, we can try to force it. If we really tried to force it, you can. But this actually will print weird because what you want to do is a thin layer of white, flash, do all your colors, and then your top white's where you get that spark. If you do it like this, where everything's underneath, you have to go white, flash, white, all your colors on top, and your entire print will be a little too thick. So this is like necessity because you're out of colors. I recommend that you stick with a top white whenever possible. Okay, any questions on Separation Studio before I show you how to output this to an actual printer? Does everyone so get it? This would be a six color print, yeah. I mean, you can keep deleting things. Like, you could turn off green, and let's say turn off top white, and it'd look like this as a four color now, if you have to. But you can try to figure out, yeah, there's always a workaround, but you're gonna wanna um, have your customer really understand. Because if he gives you a full color image, and you try to make it with four colors and no top white and whatever, your results will not look like a photo. They'll look like a, a thing that you screen printed, but you really need them to know the expectations. These are all bucket colors, but like, let's say this needed to be hot pink and not like, let's say it has to be really specific because it's like for a brand, like T-Mobile ordered this shirt. So they need the pink to be T-Mobile pink. You can go into your channel properties and you can cr create custom colors right here. So you can put in your exact RGB codes that you know from the actual guy, or you can just start playing and trying to get it close. So like we can turn everything to neon green and you can get like a company logo color and see it that way. Um, but automatically, it'll give you bucket colors until you go in and customize them one by one. These are not translucent inks. This is your normal Plastisol ink for dark garments. The translucent inks are only those white tees. So this isn't CMYK. This is just a bucket of red and a bucket of athletic gold and a bucket of green. These are all very normal Plastisols. In Photoshop if you did it in Photoshop then uh, yeah that's like a skill set that's like one of those guys that like they do art all day um, and even then if you don't want to use separation studio there's another program called fast rip which is a plug-in for Photoshop and I believe the plug-in might be in the hundred dollar range 
because it's using Photoshop's like brain. So it's cheaper, but um, there's more steps and it's like a plug in action. So you're still tweaking things. It doesn't have like the obvious control because Separation Studio is made for nothing but separations. The plugin in Photoshop, you're using all the Photoshop tools to kind of work around it. It's not nearly as quick. But yeah, check out YouTube if you're trying to force something through or just pay a guy. If you go on like Fiverr or if you go on uh, some of the like t-shirt forums, they have guys who are advertising all the time and they'll do your separations for $10, $15 because like if you go on t-shirtforums.com, there's lists of people like going to their, uh, there's lists of people recommending their services. Also Fiverr. Fiverr is really big on people offering things like they'll do graphic design for 20 bucks. They'll do logos, vectors, they'll do separations. Once you find a guy who can do it, sometimes it's just easier to focus on your business and not get sucked into the art. Just depends on how proficient you are. Anything else about separation studio right now? That's a good lead in. So file, we're going to go and save as so that we can name this. Um, right now it's just called gamma class and it's going to go as a DCS2 file, which has a .eps tag on it. So these files are weird because for some reason or another, you still can't open them. You can only place them. And I don't actually know why that is, but if you save this and you go into Illustrator and you try to open it, you get that. So what you're going to do instead, I'll just do a new template all, or a new page altogether. Since you can't open it as an individual file, you're going to place it. So you're going to go File, Place, and pop it in. And I always like to double check my sizing at this phase because I have had surprises where I thought I had it sized, but I go in and I realize that it's too big or too small now. So I double check my size in Illustrator. I'll change my artboard again so that I can do marks and bleed. And now when I go file print and I send it through the app AccuRip driver, I've got my colors. So it's automatically giving the computer its spot colors that it needed. There's no CMYK turned on because all the CMYK information has been discarded. And now you have nothing but your spots sitting in Illustrator so that you can send them straight to your printer. Any questions about that? So does it look like that is just black? There's no black information because we didn't make a black screen. If we had made a black screen, like let's say your customer ordered this same design but they did it on teal, right? You'd go to generate black and then I like to do the detailed setting and it pops back in. But if your customer ordered this on teal, now you got a seven color. So now you really are cutting the green or maybe you're getting rid of your top white or whatever decision you want to make. If you remove the top white, it gets thicker, correct? How would you want to get like a thicker, thicker feel? Because I know you like the position of white and a different color. Mm-hmm. Well, your top white, if you if we look at this, right, here's your top white, 
I'll put it on black, it'll be a little easier to see. Here's your top white screen. One day. The top white screen has very little information in it. It really is just your highlights. And so this information is necessary for it to look like it's popping. But your underbase, that's a lot of white. And it's because it's planning on having colors sit on top of it. So that's why if you delete this top white and just survive off your base, you're going to end up with a ton of white sitting underneath and a bit of a nastier print. Instead of keeping this a thin print and just adding the top white. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Any other questions about this kind of artwork? So if you were to, if your customer wanted this like on an ash gray shirt, mm -hmm. flip your underbase to something different. If you're, if you're leaning on your, um, yeah. I mean, you can do like, let's see. Obviously, you'd need your black. So let's find a light gray. Yeah, if you're having to find Here's, here's stonewashed gray now. So you can see if I turn the black off, that's like a light gray. You're now going to need your black. But you have a light colored garment. So you're not fighting as much the brightness. So you can play with, you could maybe delete your white top on a lighter garment. And then you could mess with your underbase a little more. Because now you don't care as much about trying to make things white on black. You've got a light gray. You don't have much of a base to begin with. And there's a lot of trial and error in that kind of stuff. It's deciding the best way to make it. That's why it's so brutal when a customer's like, safety orange, neon green, and black. And you're like, they're kind of three different jobs. Unless you do a giant like brick of ink that covers everything. Ideally, customers kind of stick with one ground color, and you just do the best possible version for that ground color. Like, if this was on orange, we'd probably output our reds and our golds a little different, so that they look like it takes advantage of the fact that you have a bright orange shirt. Anything else about this stuff? So mm -hmm. if, they, if the customers wanted the exact same image with the exact same way, but on a variety of shirts, your charge is going to be quite a bit more, right? Because you're going to have to do several different setups. Yeah, well, or you're going to have to design your art like so that the six color you set up looks good on everything. So you need to go through on this program and look at it on orange, look at it on green, look at it on black, and see that you actually did everything right. Okay. And maybe you can use the same setup, but you need to be conscious of the fact that it, it can be a problem if you do the wrong art. Like if you just make it look great on orange and you don't double check other colors, it might look really bad on black. And you might need to adjust... Sometimes you have to almost make it look a little worse on orange so that it looks better on black and they match across the board. Well, that concludes this episode of Building Your T-Shirt Empire. Thanks so much for listening. Um, the next episode we put out won't be uh, a live class. We'll go back to normal with the recorded podcast. And we'd love to see you at one of our classes. Like I said, the next one's in December. Um, all you have to do is go to screenprinting.com, click on the Learn tab, and then you can register for a class in Los Angeles. Thanks so much. Have a good week. Bye.